peace, love and blessings. This is Oneness Sankara, Purpose Coach and Purpose Poet. Welcome to the Purpose Pod, or if you've been listening already, welcome back. This is the podcast to support you on your path to purpose. Now, this episode is triggered, if you like, by the poem TV Buffoon, written by me. And again, it's yeah. hammer. And I'll be coming at you not seeing the piece about that, but that's another day. Okay. Um, this next piece I'm going to share with you, um, this, this one basically come off, um, all right, when I'm watching the telly, and especially as an African, yeah, watching the telly, certain, certain times, you know, I see black person on telly and I get really happy. I'm like, you know, black people on telly are being represented. Yeah. Like, you call your family and shit. Follow it. Right, okay, so you're all happy. And then, like, that brother or sister opens their mouth and you wish that they weren't the same kind of thing. So, this one's kind of the back of that. Nah, take your head out of the clouds and put your body on a bench. Recollect. Kids banks. Now start making sense. Ask yourself, Wablo, what's the dealio? And why the ass you chatting shit about things you don't know? <laughs> and not only were you chatting shit, bro, but you were on a TV show. <laughs> and then you had to go and add insult to injury and talk up a nice little, you get me done. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> if we were always late, would we have had 
roofs over our head, clothes on our back, and food on our plate. And then all this punk and do is say the thing about black people is that they're late. Anyway, you know, I'm kind of forgiving sister, so I'm gonna let this go. I still think you're a bathroom, but I love you, you're my bro. And I know you was just making a joke, but check it. Some jokes off the TV and some jokes are at home. Anyway, I'm about to go because I don't want to be late. Yeah? But check it. Next time, before you open your mouth, think about what you're going to say. Peace and revolution. So, yes, that was some lyrical fire from back in 2003. Now, I'd not forgotten, but this poem hasn't been in my consciousness for a long time until my journaling this morning. So I have been doing work around clearing up my money, my money programs, my money flow. Now in 2020, I don't think this is like a far out concept. I think it's quite common, right? Most people are aware that, or a lot of people, I should say, are aware that they would like more money. And I think we are generally assessing what our relationship to money is, what ideas we have around it, um, what we blame money for, what we witness money do. And part of this work for me is identifying any places where I have misconceptions about money and where they come from. So, I don't know, popular misconceptions around money would be things like money is the root of all evil or I don't deserve money or I can only have just enough. Now, many of these beliefs are what we've learned consciously or unconsciously from those around us, right? So from, I don't know, teachers to parents to siblings to our community to TV. It's, you know, all of these ideas that we've picked up in the world around us. So I was journaling and I was also integrating the idea that money is simply energy. And then the word sell out popped up. And I was like, whoa. So this term, yeah, so not the word sell out, the term sell out, right? Now this term is a heavy one. If someone calls you a sellout, that's like second to chatting about your mum, yeah? However, I began to allow my pen to flow and follow this thread, which led me onto how judgmental I am and have been of others who I put under that banner of being a sellout. And that's when the poem came to me, right? So like the person in the poem who I, you know, judged as someone who maybe sold out their integrity for fame and fortune, right? So what do I mean by sellout? Um, other people might have different interpretations. I usually refer to it as one who has traded their authenticity or their morality for personal, usually financial, but personal gain, right? And that the personal gain is over the collective gain. So, I had to go through a process of humbling myself <laughs> to the fact that I am not God, my art, or any other all-seeing eye. And um, 
it is not my job nor is it my place to judge others in this way and I began to examine my own relationship to selling out so I have a wonderful teacher and he always makes us start with self right so whenever he asks us his students a question he would always encourage you to bring it into the eye so he might ask a question and it's like well yeah people do this and people do that and he encourages us to bring it to the eye to take personal responsibility and all that so i turned the microscope inwards and i had to ask myself have i ever sold out have i ever traded my authenticity or my morality for personal gain and um the answer was yes which was a big surprise to my own self because you know bond sellout i'm not no sellout etc etc and yet when i framed the question in this way i had to answer yes now i used to work in a bank right this is my example i used to work in a bank several banks in fact right yes that's right i used to work in a bank many moons ago right seems like many lifetimes ago now when i was working there i still had a level of awareness a level of consciousness did i at the time think that these institutions were ethical did i think that they had like the best interest of the collective greater good at heart no but yeah i still work there why why did i work there um i would say i would have said at the time for my survival or what i perceived to be um my survival right it felt at the time like my best option now listen if you're there and you're clocking in at whatever bank and all the rest of it don't take this as a judgment i'm just talking about my own personal alignment with that job and the fact that i didn't like maths as well and a whole bunch of other things anyway the point is is that for me i had traded my authenticity if you like um or compromised my authenticity for um financial gain i say financial gain because actually i feel like if you do trade your authenticity then how much do you really gain but that's a whole other podcast so as I said, it felt like it was a good action at the time. And now you might listen to this example and you might have some sort of more, you might have some empathy for me, yeah? Or maybe more understanding that you would have from what might be regarded as a traditional sellout. Like, um, I don't know, a black Trump supporter or <laughs> an R. Kelly fan or whatever, right? My examples are correct at the moment i guess as um i'm deconstructing the concept i'm finding it harder to give good examples the point is i wanted to kind of have a deeper empathy so i looked at when i had been in the sellout position all right i'm gonna go on a little detour but but i'll come back i'll come back i promise who remembers matrix the matrix come on fam it ain't that long ago right okay so you had like morpheus neo and them man there and can't forget trinity um agent smith and all of them anyway big up sophia stewart that's a whole nother story anyhow in the matrix the sellout character was cypher 
Yeah, I don't know if you remember him, a little barled man, right? Now, he went back into the Matrix, you know, to yum up the fake steak and all that, right? His positioning was, I know that it's not the right thing to do, but I cannot take living in survival mode anymore. I've done it and it ain't fun and I can't go back there and that's it, right? And let's be real, survival mode is, is not fun. You're doing it to survive, right? And if we use the example of the matrix, fam, the survival mode in the quote unquote real world was dread, don't you remember? It was that kind of gray world and they never saw no sunlight and they wore them gray tear up jumpers and thing and they ate that sloppy food. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just remembering it. So when this man now, Cypher, tasted the pretend steak, he couldn't go back to eating that slop food, even though he knew that the pretend steak wasn't real, right? And so someone who might compromise themselves for financial gain, you know that it's not real gain, but you just don't want to go back to where it is that you came from. And I can understand that because as I said before, that kind of survival, it's not fun. You just do what you have to do. But, you know, it could you could have experienced a whole lot of pain and trauma and the idea of going back there could just feel like too much, right? So if we bring it back to the matrix, the conditions that created the conditions of the, the grey world that didn't have no sun and all the rest of it, right? The real world at the time like the creators of those conditions they got to cipher now yes we can be vexed with that fake steak eating mofo for compromising the mission but ultimately he wasn't the real monster maybe more accurately he was a victim of the big monster where well, we will deconstruct victim at another point but stay with me i promise i'm gonna land so what made Cypher sell out and not Morpheus? Personally, and I know there are, there must be a Matrix lover listening to this, right? So I'm interested to hear your opinion. But for me, I feel it's because Morpheus knew his why fam. Morpheus knew his reason for being, he knew his purpose, he knew his mission, he had Imani, yeah, aka faith, he had faith, he had vision, and that vision was so strong that no one could shake him and no one could break him, right? And then you come to Cypher, and Cypher simply didn't have enough strength in his why, you know, he didn't have that strong enough sense of purpose, yeah? Uh, another teacher of mine um, reminded me um, of that this weekend, you know, reminding me that your why will take you through and to remember your why. And I feel that this is like so important, especially when you get into situations where your authenticity feels challenged. So all of this thought, this exploration, showed me that I was holding a limited belief and that limited belief around money was that you have to be a sellout to get money quote-unquote sellout right I'm, I'm letting go of that term but you had to sell out to get money now 
that is not the kind of beliefs that you want to be holding on to when you're aiming for financial freedom in this world so give thanks and praise with the, the tools and techniques etc i was able to release that belief and continue the path of embracing abundance right however my deconstruction of the idea of a sellout showed me that actually the idea of selling out and selling out for financial gain etc actually didn't have anything to do with money itself and it more had to do with the type of things that happens when you're not rooted into your purpose and your sense of self and it doesn't mean that you don't know what your purpose is or you don't have a sense of self but you're just not as deeply and firmly rooted in it to the point where you have faith in that purpose to bring you to where it is that you need to get to and I, I do I feel like if my man William Cypher yeah if he properly felt good about his reason for being and he was properly rooted in it right when that agent what's his name I think it's agent Smith yeah when he came to him he would have been like move on go ahead dotty agent why and keep your digital stick I and I man is on purpose well, maybe he might have said that if I don't know he was a rusted bridging. Who knows? Anyway, the point that I am making is that it's important to be deeply rooted into your why and your reason for being because that will support you in the challenge areas that life sometimes presents. So, um, I'm going to share an exercise with you. Um, so, if you would so like to, it's a bit of a purpose reminder, you know. So, if you're in a position to do it now, then please do. If not, then, you know, rewind this podcast later, right? So, take a moment somewhere safe. As I said, if you're not in the position to do it, yeah? If you are in the middle of the road or you are flying a plane or anything like that, leave it till later. <laughs> Otherwise, if you do have five minutes, I invite you to um, join me in this exercise. Um, if you have a pen and a paper handy, this will be very, in fact, it's imperative. Go and get a pen and a paper, please. Or you might already have one there. Um, I just thought about, um, I think it was, I think it was Brian Tracy, but it could have been Bob Proctor. I don't know. One of them elder, white, grey, American man them, right? And um, he was saying that if he called somebody up and um, they needed to take a message and then they were like, oh, let me get a pen and paper, that he wouldn't take them seriously. Anyway, I am not like judging your life as to whether or not you brought a pen and paper to listen to a podcast. Um, but hopefully this little rambling gave you time to go and get a pen and paper. Okay, so as I said, if you have five, ten minutes, find a quiet, comfortable, safe space and close your eyes and focus on your breath. Just be observant without any judgment. 
just observe if your breath is fast, if it's short, is it relaxed? And just gently allow yourself to guide your breath to a comfortable space. So if your breathing was a bit shallow, just make it slightly deeper. If the breaths were short, you can make them a bit longer. Whatever is comfortable for you and just brings you into a bit more of a relaxed space. Now I'd like you to bring your attention to the crown of your head. So bring your attention to the top of your head and imagine a waterfall of light coming in through your crown, filling up your head, your neck, your shoulders, going down your arms, into your heart, your trunk, your sacral, your legs. Just allow this waterfall of light which is coming in through your crown to fill and permeate your body. And anywhere where there's any stuck energy, any self-doubt, any of those sorts of things, just trust this light-filled energy to wash it away and to energize your body. Okay, and allow that energy to flow down right into your feet, into Mother Earth. Just rooting into Mother Earth where you were fully held and supported. And then I'd like you to bring your energy back into your heart space. And from there, I'd just like you to ask yourself gently, Ask to be shown your purpose. Why are you here? Why are you, of all the souls in the universe, why are you here on this planet? Now, for some of you, this exercise will be an affirmation. And for others, it will be a whole new discovery. And for some, it can be a mixture of both. It's okay, whatever takes place. So just spend a moment with this question. Why am I here? Show me my purpose. And then just allow your attention to be brought back to where you sit or lie down, wiggle your toes and fingers, still remaining in the zone, but open your eyes. Get your pen and your paper and begin to write. Allow whatever needs to come out to just come out. Just write, write for about three minutes or write for about 
two or three pages, whatever feels comfortable, but just write. And just trust that that waterfall of light that you visualize, just trust that it unblocks any stuck energy. And this is not your life dissertation. It is not a contract. It's simply an exercise to support you in reigniting, remembering, finding purpose. So you can pause this recording and you can write. Okay. How was that exercise for you? I would really, really love to know. So you can DM me if you are on my um, Facebook or my Instagram. You can private message me and really let me know how was that exercise for you? Now, as I said, for some people, it will be an affirmation. For others, it may have just been clearing the junk that might be in your brain that's, you know, blocking you from realizing purpose or living in purpose or being reminded of your purpose. So allow this exercise to be whatever it is for you. I personally found it and find it really helpful because I do it at different points um, to remind myself. And um, I hope that it was helpful to you. So as I said, do feedback because this is a two-way street. And I'd like to thank you for listening to The Purpose Pod, the podcast to support you in your path to purpose. And I mentioned Facebook and Insta. If you are on any of those platforms and you want to connect in, please do. And if you are a woman on purpose, then come and join me and a group of wonderful women in the Women on Purpose Facebook group. And if you like this episode, please give it a rating and share it with a friend. Thank you for listening and enjoy your week.